Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now that's just to say, single parent, God will give you the strength and the ability and the wisdom to defeat Satan's plan. You be strong. You be courageous. You ask for the Spirit to help you. He will. We don't look down at you at all. God will encourage you and strengthen you. What Satan meant for bad can turn out for good in your home. Amen? It can. Most people, whether they're Christ followers or not, understand that the norm for the family is for there to be a father and a mother. For whatever reason, there are many children who are being raised by one parent. Pastor Mark's teaching today on the fifth commandment reinforces God's original intent. You'll learn about the spiritual aspect of families and about Satan's desire to corrupt everything God creates. You'll find out about the grace of God that can overcome the mistakes you might have made. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he continues his message, Doing Family God's Way. You see, when we see our kids, you have to see the potential that's in front of you, the potential to love God and to fulfill his purpose. I've said to you many times, it doesn't matter how successful in the world our kids are. All I want to know is my kids, my grandkids, our son-in-law and all of those relationships that are out there. Here's what I want, that they love God, are fulfilling his purpose, and are going to be in heaven with us. The rest of it, who cares? Don't make it complicated. Don't get divided. That's what we're talking about. Tell your kids at a young age, God loves them. God has a plan for their life. That's better than any plan they would ever have. Colossians 3.21 says this, listen. Parents, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Now, how does a child get bitter? Lots of ways. Let me give you an example of what happens. In the Bible, we have this word called discipline. It's the D word. A lot of people don't like the D word. Really, most of us don't like the D word. Because remember I told you that our sin nature says to me what? Don't you tell me what to do. We have that trouble in this church from time to time, as we do in all Calvary chapels. Because Calvary chapels don't have their children in with them. Fifth grade and below is where our children come in. 
Do you know how many parents will come here and we explain that to them kindly? We want their kids in their own area because it's way better for them and whatever. And yet parents will come in and say, I don't care what you say. I'm going to take my five-year-old and I'm going to sit on the third row right here and you're not going to stop me. In this church, we stop them. Now, let me tell you something. What is that five-year-old learning? Not to submit to what? Authority. Pastor Mark, a church can't tell you what to do. Really? Try to go down the road here and go right through the red light. Does anybody stop you? Oh, they will. You see, there's authority. And so understand, as parents, we are showing our kids how to do life. And one of the words that has to be in our life is discipline. Look at this verse. It's found in Hebrews. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. God disciplines us for our good. God sometimes has to take me to the, well, we'd use it in the old term, to the back of the woodshed. Keep me straight. Ever been disciplined by God? Oh, yeah. But it's good for us. It never harms us. Does it hurt? Oh, it hurts. But it never harms And then God asks a very interesting question. I'm afraid of the answer. Notice what he says. Who ever heard of a child who was never disciplined by his father? You don't need to raise your hand. Understand that verse. Anybody here ever heard of a child that's never been disciplined? Plenty. Why the problem? See, if a child isn't ever disciplined in the home, he will never learn it outside of the home. And so the scripture teaches us something very important. Linda and I just got back, as you know, from a little vacation in Australia. And when we're there, we went over to New Zealand. And I taught in Calvary Chapel, New Zealand. Do you know what happened in New Zealand in the last few years? They have outlawed spanking in the home. You will be arrested if someone turns you in for spanking your own child kindly in your private home. Now, what do you think the next generation is going to look like? They're trying to reverse it. And again, don't send me all these emails, Pastor Mark, we're talking about, I'm not talking about beating children. I'm talking about loving discipline. We don't want to go for abusing children. Absolutely not. But understand, Satan hates honor, he hates obedience, he hates authority represented by the home. Satan hates the home. He hates godly parents, he hates obedient children, he can't stand obedient students. Well, let me ask you a question. That verse says, who ever heard of a child who's never disciplined by his father? Let me just explain. I don't believe fathers should do all the disciplining. That should be a joint thing, mom and dad together. But let me give you a picture how Satan is doing in his attack against the home. Let me read it to you because it's going to surprise you. 25% of white children are without the presence of a father in the home. 25%. 50% of Hispanic children are without the presence of a father in a home, their home. 75% of black children are without the presence of a father in a home. How are we doing? 
we're not doing well, are we? Now, that's just to say, single parent, God will give you the strength and the ability and the wisdom to defeat Satan's plan. You be strong. You be courageous. You ask for the Spirit to help you. He will. We don't look down at you at all. God will encourage you and strengthen you. What Satan meant for bad can turn out for good in your home. Amen? It can. Now, you say, Pastor Mark, it's going to get better, isn't it? Let me read to you from 2 Timothy. Listen. Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud. They will be scoffing at God. And they will be disobedient to their parents. So what is it going to look like? By the way, the end of that verse says they will consider nothing sacred. All that is, is man saying to God, forget it. I am the authority. That's where we're headed. We're approaching those last days. And yet there's hope for the home. Disobedient to parents simply means children and teenagers will be rebellious. That word in the original language means uncontrollable. They will not be control. So if I'm going to do parenting God's way, it's going to require some loving discipline and correction and reproof. You see, all of us need some control. I need it. I need some discipline in my life to offset this whole sin nature. Now, parents, what can you do to encourage your kids? Number one, Admit to your children or teenagers when you're wrong. Ask forgiveness. Be real. Well, Pastor Mark, they would know I'm wrong or not. What, are you kidding me? Kids are very sharp, are they not? Number two, children, students, understand that your parents love you. And so sometimes maybe discipline, maybe time out, maybe whatever is going to be needed to make you a better person. Parents, teach your children to obey through balanced biblical discipline. Don't provoke them to rebel. Don't be that hard, harsh person. Parents, learn to praise your kids when they do well. Let me ask you, parent here in Melbourne and Vieira, when's the last time you praised your teenager? Pastor Mark, I got to look a long way to find something. Start right now looking. You remember when you were a teenager? A little word of praise goes a long way. Encourage them. Look for something good. Be that person that, well, you know what you want to hate from a a child? Is when that child leaves home, here's what they feel. Because this has great effects in the rest of life. If a child leaves home and says this, I never was good enough to please my parents. That's a disaster. I'm so glad God doesn't say to me, Mark, you're never good enough to please me. Whew, I'm glad. See, that's what grace is about. 
I need grace. You need grace. Our kids need some grace. How do I do this? God will give you the wisdom. He'll give you the strength to do it. You see, the other thing you have to realize is, parents, every child is different. You'll have to learn that. Learn the best way to encourage them. Let me just say this to you, and I'm going to move on. As the home goes, so goes the nation. Number three, why should parents be honorable? Because it provides a role model of living for their children. Here's some butter. I've left the wrapper on because I want to use it again. Let's say you take this quarter pound of butter, unwrap it, and put it in your refrigerator. Over weeks, what happens to the smell of this butter? What does it begin to taste like? Tell me. Whatever's in the what? Whatever's in the refrigerator. It absorbs the what? The flavors into that butter. So if you have a big green pepper right to it, and you've cut it in pieces and it sits there, what will this begin to taste like? Green pepper. I want you to watch this. That's your child in your home. What do they look like? What do they taste like? They taste and look and act, by and large, what they're in contact with in the home. That's as plain as I can make it. They become, by and large, always exceptions, prodigals, they become like what they're around. If you want this butter to be pure, then you're going to protect it. You're going to be a role model. You see, children and students learn to honor and respect and obey their parents when they see their mom and dad or their single parent, number one, honoring each other, honoring their grandparents, teaching and training and loving them. They respect you for doing that. They probably won't say it, but they respect it. And they absolutely won't say this, but they'll respect it if they see mom and dad really honoring God. Number four, why should parents be honorable? (laughs) Parents will benefit themselves in their old age. You see, here's what's going to happen. Their children will honor and take care of them. If you live the right life, your children will turn around and take care of you and your old. Well, Pastor Mark, what if I'm a lousy parent? Well, if you're a Christian, you still are responsible to take care of your dad and mom, even though they weren't the best of parents. Let me read to you from 1 Timothy 5.8. This is very hard. 1 Timothy 5.8. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. So that says to me as an adult, parents, how you take care of your parents will come back to you. Well, Pastor Mark, they weren't the best. Either are you. Well, how should I take care of them in their old age when they're 70 and 80 and are having difficulties? Well, number one, all the way through your life, you might ask for their wisdom. You certainly want to spend time with them. You don't want to ignore them. You want to help take care of them when they can't take care of themselves. 
And yes, you want to tell them before they die that you love them. Pastor Mark, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Through the love of God, you can do it. You see, you don't want that parent to die and you've never treated them the way God asked you to treat them. Now, again, that's not one of those things you and I can work up together. That's one of those things that God has to help us with. And number five, last one. Why should parents be honorable? Number five, because it provides a godly family role model, not for their home, but for the world that is clueless. USA last week showed us a picture of religion in the United States. They've come up with a new category called nuns. N-O-N-E, nun. No religion, no God, no authority as far as religion. Nuns. In the survey, 15% of the U.S. population now, they categorize themselves, they put them in the category, nuns. I have no religious path, I have no religion at all. Up from 8% in 1990. This couple moved away from their religious upbringing of their childhood. Stop, and we'll leave that there for a moment. When this couple had the child, they said to themselves, it was in the newspaper article, well, maybe we'll have our child baptized, because that's what mom and dad would want us to do. But no, we don't believe in that, so we won't do it. So it says, and now they are raising their young son with no religion or no God at all. They looked at mom and dad and said, that was dead. We're not following that. We're not interested in any God at all. Remember what it said in the last time? People would be lovers of self and not lovers of any deity, any authority, any God at all. It gets worse. The experts say that as time goes on, one generation begets another generation of nuns. So what does that mean? How can we ever expect our children to know God and his commandments when the parents themselves are clueless. So what role is that for you and for me? Let me read you one more article from that. His name is Mr. Toth, and he bragged about this. Listen to Mr. Toth. He's a humanist, and he says he never taught his three children anything more than the fantasy of Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. As far as Mr. Toth knows today, none of his three children, or his six grandchildren, or his four great-grandchildren have ever even gone to church once. And he's proud of it. This is the world we live in. This is where we're at. Should we be concerned? Absolutely. But it starts with us being honorable parents and real with children and teenagers that honor their parents. You see, we can't be like the world. God said this is a command. So where does that leave us? I believe that we want to pray for Joshua 24, 15. But as for me... In my family, we will serve the Lord. For me and my family, we will serve the Lord. This family lives in your neighborhood. They live in my neighborhood. They live in Boston. 
They live in New York. They live in New Zealand. They live in Africa. Who is going to tell them how to raise their child? Who is going to tell them about God? You and I. CCM, CCMB, God put us in Brevard County to be honorable parents and to raise kids that honor their parents. But more than that, to reach out to a world, by and large, that's clueless. We have a great privilege and a responsibility. Now, can I be that honorable parent? Can I be that teenager that honors mom and dad on my own? Not a chance. Everything starts with a personal relationship with God. Everything. If you're in this building here or in Vieira, and you're a mom and dad, and you've never turned your life over to God, no chance for you to be that parent. First thing that has to happen, you submit yourself to God. You get your sins forgiven. If you're a teenager or a student, and you're seven or eight or nine, and you understand that your sin separates you from God, you can't be that child, that student, that teenager, that God wants on your own. You can't be good enough. But God can come and change you. It's not a matter of our will. It's not a matter of my flesh. It's a matter of my heart being changed. In a moment, I'm going to pray over you. Whether you're a child, teenager, a mom, single mom, single dad, parent, grandparent, you blew it all those years. You can change it right now. God can change your heart. Start by submitting to your authority, who's God. Let's pray. Father, thanks. You commanded us to be honorable parents. Help every parent. Oh, there's none perfect. But they brought these children into the world and they love them. And I know that you're going to empower them to be those honorable parents. For the students and the teenagers that are here, may they understand there is an authority. His name is God. And he told us how to do family. May they learn at a young age the principles of submission, obedience, and honor. And bless them as they reach out. Pray for every single mom that's here. Encourage her. For those grandparents that are here, may their hearts be filled with the next generation down. Their grandkids, put it on their heart to continue to pray for them and encourage them and love them. And Lord, those of us that have, our parents are still alive and Maybe we've kind of forgotten them. Help us to love them in these remaining years. And most of all, help us take your love to the streets. And I pray for every person that they don't know you and say, I'm ready to turn my life over to Christ, whether teenager or adult. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In his teaching today, Pastor Mark spent time talking to parents. He talked about the importance of being someone worthy of being honored by their children. You learn the impact that godly families can have on the families around them that don't know God. You found out about how God can help you when you have parents that maybe aren't worthy of honor. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This wraps up Pastor Mark's teaching, Doing Family God's Way. Next time, he'll begin the message, Respect Life, No Anger. Pastor Mark will be tackling the controversial topic of murder. You'll hear about God's original intent for life. You'll find out what God defines murder as and how his meaning might contrast with how mankind has come to define murder. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.